Can you get him? He's in his majesty right now. We need to lift him up in praise and glory for what he's done for you this morning. Amen. Glory, honor, and praise. Majesty. Kingdom authority. Flow from his throne unto his own. in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't it wonderful to be here today? Man, we have had some beautiful, sunshiny weather. And it's nice to see all these beautiful people here in the service this morning, isn't it? Man, even if Kelly is here. I mean, no, it's great. I'm great. I'm glad that Kelly's here. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Yes, it is great to be here, though. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. God, we thank you for being here before we even started to get ready this morning. God, you have prepared this place, and I ask that you would prepare our hearts. Dear Lord, that we would receive you today and that you would transform our lives. God, as we worship and as we praise you today, dear Lord, this is your day. This is the day that you have made, and we glorify you in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Just remain standing as I read a passage of Scripture, and then we'll go right into our praise and worship. Uh, this morning, we look in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, and we find these words. It says, O nations, nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory He deserves. Bring your offerings and come into worship, into His presence Worship the Lord in all His glory and splendor. Amen. 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 We are going to worship God this morning. So let's do it freely as we are here this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's continue our worship this morning. As we sing this morning, glory and honor to Him this morning. Amen. Just like the pastor said, we're going to glorify His name and give Him praise for what He's done for us. Amen. Amen. We will glorify the King of Kings. We will glorify the Lamb. We will glorify the Lord of Lords, who is the great I Am. Lord Jehovah reigns in majesty. We will bow before his throne. We will worship him in righteousness. 
we will worship him alone. He is Lord of heaven, Lord of earth. He is Lord of all who live. He is Lord above the universe. All praise to him we give. Hallelujah to the King of kings. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lord of lords, who is the great I Am. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord. A wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He my Lord, he taketh my burden away. He holdeth me up, and I shall not be moved. He giveth me strength as my day. He hideth my soul in the clefts of the rock. That shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand. And covers me there with his hand. With each moment he crowns and fills me with fullness divine. I sing in my rapture, oh glory to God for such a redeemer as mine. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand. You know, I thank you. If you just get back and just read some of these words. When clothed in his brightness, 
transported, I rise, to meet him in the clouds of the skies. You know, he's, he said he'd never leave you or forsake you. He'd always be with us. And that's true. That's a promise from God. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And when you walk through the valleys, he's there with you. When you're on the mountaintop, he's there with you. No matter where you go, I was down on the lower part of Lancaster, believe it or not, and he was there with me. Amen? No matter where you go, God's got you covered. Amen? If you're a child of God, he's got you covered. So you don't have to worry about all this other stuff. I love the words in some of these old songs. And the, the words tell so much about it. Because I know he's got us covered. Sing it with me. When clouds in his brightness transported our eyes to meet him in clouds of the sky. His perfect salvation, his wonderful love, I'll shout it with millions on high. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of his love and Aren't you so God? Aren't you so glad that God has us covered? Yes. No matter where you are or what you're doing, He's with you. Yes, He is. I told Susan I, we were last Monday, this past Monday, we had I had to go to the doctor and had food poisoning. But you know, <laughs> He didn't leave me. He was there with me. Amen. And I tell you something else, folks. No matter what you do, he loves you this morning. I'm so glad that he took an old boy like me. Wasn't worth nothing. And he saved me. He set my feet on a solid rock. He puts a song in my soul each day. If we don't raise him up, I'm going to start another pile of rocks over here, Pastor. He said the rocks will cry out. Do you want a rock with your name on it? No. <laughs> He's God. He's all powerful. He knows all. He knows you thoughts before you were even born. He knows it. <laughs> how, could, how could we ever deny that there's a, a God in heaven. I know a lot of you have been around this country and seen all the great beauty that he has. But he is God. And I just want to praise him this morning for what he's done for us. Sing it with me. Oh Lord my God When I in awesome wonder 
verse up there. When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation. You know what that means, don't you? That means when Gabriel sounds the trumpet and he steps out and he starts walking down heaven's gate and he'll be on the white horse. I don't know where Diane, but he'll be on that white horse and he's going to be coming back after his people. And who is the church? We're the church. We need to get excited about what he's going to do for us. Oh, we got, may have trials and tribulations here, but God, it's going to be good when he gets here. Amen. We won't have to worry about nothing else. Anybody want my truck, it'll be out in the parking lot. If anybody wants old Susan's car, they, they can have it. Oh, I got a house down there. They can have it too. You know? I'm not going to need it no more because I'm going with him. Amen? Because he gave me something more than that old house down there. He gave me a life forever with him. And forever and forever and forever. That's eternity, folks. We're going to reign with him forever. Well, glory to God. Sing it. When Christ shall come. With shout of acclamation And take me home What joy shall fill my heart Then I shall bow In humble adoration And there proclaim My God God's good to us, isn't he? As the choir goes down and, and they get ready to have our prayer this morning, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art this morning. Yes. He's great, folks. Yes. 
Sing it with me as they go down. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. As we prepare our hearts for prayer, Andrew, if you can go back one. This right here, Kelly went to the to the verse before to the slide before this, but this right here gets me. Yes, God is great, but what is this telling us? Then I shall bow in humble adoration. I will humble myself before him and bow because, because of his greatness. But then it says, and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. Who wants to proclaim how great God is this morning? Amen. Who wants to proclaim it? I want to, let's speak it out. Let's not raise our hands. Yes, we want to shout. We want to raise our hands. But God's done something great for somebody today. And she's right here and she's waving at me. I'm prompting her right now. Go ahead. Tell us what God has done. Amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Yes. 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 Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's it. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Woo. Amen. 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 God is great, isn't he? Uh, you know, we all heard, you know, Josephine is in the hospital. Uh, the doctors thought that she might have had a stroke, but they did a CT scan, and there's no evidence of a stroke. 
So, uh, you know, they did some more studies and stuff. And I take this here as praising God because they have, find a, they have found a spot on her spine that is possibly causing her left leg to go weak. So it's not a stroke, but yet God is still involved and God can still take care of this. But continue to lift her up in your prayers. Are there any others that want to proclaim God's greatness this morning? Any others? They're going to play music if you just simply want to come to the altar and thank God right up front and just simply bow before Him in adoration this morning. The altar is open as we continue this. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you are great and that you are mighty. God, we bow before you right now in awe of who you are and what you have done. You know, God, just simply your protection and your provision that you have provided for each one of us throughout this week. And God's salvation that you have so freely given, dear Lord. We thank you and we praise you because you are great and you are mighty. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would be with Josephine right now. God, that you would go and that you would touch her, dear Lord. And we are proclaiming this miracle, dear Lord. We ask that you would touch that spot, dear Lord, that's on her spine. And God, that you would remove it, dear Lord, before the surgeons even have to go in, dear Heavenly Father. We pray that your hand would be upon her. Encourage her, dear Lord, today. Strengthen her today. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you would go and be with Jill as she is continuing to recover from the cold. God, we pray that you would be with Rex, God, as he is, you know, congested, dear Lord. We pray that you would touch him. God, that you would relieve that congestion, and God, that you would give him free breath, dear Lord, as he works. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we proclaim your name, dear Lord, today. And we ask that your greatness would be mighty in our presence and that your love would just simply overflow us this morning. God, as the, the, the altar is lined today, dear Lord, with people thanking you and praising you because of your greatness. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. God, I pray, dear Lord, if there's one that's here that's facing struggles, dear Lord, that they would lay it at your feet. And God, that they would leave it right there as they get up. Oh, God, because you alone are the one that takes it. You alone are the one that can handle it. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you would be there. God, if it's not your will that you take it, God, I pray that you would hold on to them through this struggle and through this time. God, that they would feel your mighty presence, dear Lord, and that they would lean on your understanding and they would hinder, you know, heed your direction and your strength, dear Lord, for them today. 
Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you. Oh, dear Lord, if there's one here that needs here that needs a healing touch, God, I pray that you would touch them. God, that they would feel your touch right now. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, the one that just simply needs to be encouraged today. God, that they would feel your presence. And God, that they would receive your courage, dear Lord, today. God, I feel that you would fill each and every one of us with your joy and your peace because of your greatness and because of your love and your mercy. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we pray to you and to you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we continue in our praise and worship, I ask that you would prepare your hearts right now for this opportunity and this time that we get to thank God for what He has provided for us in our tithes and offerings. If I can have the ushers to make their way forward. I'll ask Violet if she'll lead us in prayer. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that we got a God that when we call on him, he's right there. Oh, God, there's a spirit in the house this morning. I love that spirit. When God gets to moving, we need to step back and enjoy and let him speak. I'll tell you, it's been a wonderful week. I'm still alive. I'm still looking toward heaven. And he's been good to me. A whole lot better to me than he has, than I've been to him. 
this week we're going to be, me and the little reds going to be celebrating our 19th year. Uh, I tell you, I don't see how she's put up with me for 19 years. Amen. Uh, she has. She said a lot of prayers has went up during those 19 years. But you know, I thank God for that little woman. I've been on both sides of the fence. This one supports me, prays for me, loves me. I don't deserve, just like I don't deserve God. I was thinking as we were, t as Kelly was talking, and I do appreciate Kelly's spirit this morning. I was thinking, you know, the old blind man, when he couldn't see, Jesus knelt down, made a little bit of mud. And you know, that old blind man, he must have been on his knees because Jesus put that mud on his eyes. And then he said, go wash it. Then he could see. You know, we all were blind. We were so blind, we thought we could see so well, never had to wear glasses, but we were as blind as ever been until Jesus took the blood and washed our eyes clear. I tell you, I don't know if I'm going to get this song sung today or not, but if I don't, Holy Spirit, you use it. This song, Diane said, I want you to sing it for me. I'm so glad one day this old, the old Lord looked down, like Kelly said, and saw a piece of nothing and made something out of it. Might be nothing to you guys, but I'm something to him. And I thank God for that. Seen a lot of souls come to the altar, but I didn't do one. He did it. I hear so many singers say, you know, I so this one got saved under my singing. My singing ain't done nothing. It's the Holy Spirit. God used those words, and I hope and pray that God will use me a few more years. I got 71 behind me. We're going to look a few more at it with John Boy. Amen. All right, if you can get her plug in, I'll keep her trying to sing, okay? I have journeyed through the long dark night out on the open sea.
Is that it? Is that it? I thought you had more. <laughs> Amen. 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 First time. <laughs> Amen. This morning we're going to talk about uh, that good shepherd that we have that's back here. The uh, thing is, is that whenever we look into the scripture and we hear those words where it says that he's a good shepherd. We are, our thought process, I believe our thought process is, is somewhat diluted 
Okay, because whenever we look and whenever we call someone good, it's not what the scripture is talking about whenever it says that Jesus is the good shepherd. Uh, you know, someone good to us is someone that does something for you or gives something to you, and that's pretty much it. But whenever it talks about Jesus being the good shepherd, the good shepherd here is someone that is noble, someone that is honorable, someone that is respected, someone that is true. There are a lot of good people that are not true. Whenever we're talking about true, we're not necessarily talking about that they speak the truth, but what it is is that it's true as in it's through and through, right? It is all, it is encompassed, it is every bit of him is good. It's true. Uh, you know, carpenters would know that. Whenever something's true, that means that it's right all the way. It's plumb, right? It's, it's plumb. It's straight up and down. It's true. That's the good that we're talking about here with Jesus being our good shepherd. Uh, there is nothing in him that is not good. So today, you know, in this service, uh, you know, we see and, uh, you know, I'm going to going to do this. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this. No, wait a minute. I need this. I'm going to take this. And I'm going to put it on that screen right there. And I'm going to take this. And we're going to go to the Gospel of John. And we're going to look in the 10th verse or in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John. We were in the first 11 verses last week, and this week we're going to go from 11, we should go all the way to 30, but I'm not going to make it there. So let's say that we're going to try our best to get to, uh, you know, to verse, you know, 18. Okay, so whenever we look at this, uh, you know, Jesus in his proclamation, remember, these are the I am statements of John, but they're not John's statements, they're Jesus' statements, and Jesus is telling us who he is. So the first I am statement that we looked at, uh, you know, was is that Jesus was, uh, you know, this is the third one that we're in. Last week we talked about that he is the good gate, or he is the gate. And in this, in him saying that I am the gate, he is telling us that there's absolutely no way that we can get to heaven except for through him. But it is not telling us that he is the gate to heaven. Let's get this right. Yes, he is the gate to heaven, but he's in this passage of scripture, he's talking about he is the gate to salvation. He's not talking about being the gate to heaven. So we go through him for salvation. And whenever we have salvation through him, then we get to go to heaven. But to get to go to heaven, we have to do what? 
We have to follow the good shepherd. So whenever the good shepherd leads us, which is where we are this morning, the good shepherd leads us. If we don't go where the good shepherd leads, we're not going to make it to heaven. I got to take this off. It's making noises. I, you know, we're not going to get to heaven uh, you know, because we're not doing what he has called us to do. Just because we enter in through him and we profess this knowledge and we say, yes, I believe that you are the Messiah, I believe that you are the Son of God, then we have to accept him as our shepherd, and our shepherd then begins to lead us. In the scripture, it tells us that we will know the shepherd's voice. How do we know the shepherd's voice? By talking to him and by listening to him. Where do we hear him? We hear him in his scripture, in the word of God. If we do not listen to the word of God, then whenever the shepherd begins to talk to us, we have no clue on who it is. You remember last week the story about the little boy that stood there in front of the sheep's pen and played the four or five note mess, uh, you know, little song, and the sheep begin to their heads begin to pop up, uh, you know. And whenever he started walking away, he had all the sheep that was supposed to be coming along with him because they knew the song, they knew the voice, they knew the shepherd's voice. But I want us to grab a hold of this because it says that. The shepherd led them. So whenever the shepherd began to talk, now nobody take my wallet. I'm going to put it over here. So whenever the shepherd began to talk and he began to lead the, the, the sheep, they had to follow along with what he was and where he was leading, right? And if they didn't follow along with him, then what happens? They eventually begin to wander off and they get lost. But let's see this. Let's look at this because Jesus leads us. We have entered into the gate into salvation and we really like it, right? This is great, man. I have this security. I know that I'm going to go and I'm going to be with him in heaven. And then all of a sudden the shepherd leads us out of the, you know, out of the pen. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm secure in here. Now he's going to take me out into the wilderness where I'm not secure. Wait a minute. I don't know if I'm going to follow him. So we follow him for the first little bit. And the scripture tells us that he takes us to uh, you know, Psalms 23. He takes us to luscious and green pastures. Oh, man, we get to that pasture and we begin to eat. And we're like, man, this is good stuff. Man, I'm just going to stay right here. And all of a sudden, the shepherd leaves. We're like, wait a minute. I'm in the good stuff right here. Why are you leaving? He says, I have something better for you. I have water for you over here. And if all you do is eat the green grass, your stomach's going to swell and you're going to get sick. You need to come over here and get some water so that it'll probably, you know, continue the process and you'll get to be able to get stronger and stronger and bigger instead of your belly just simply swelling. How many of y'all, do we have any farmers in here that's dealt with cattle? Dealt with cattle, some cattle? Okay, my dad tells me this story. I want you to, I want you to tell me if it's right, okay? Uh, you know, they had the, you know, this, they had the milking cow, you know, they had the cow. 
you know, she wasn't giving birth, so, you know, so I don't really, it's kind of hard for me to call her a mama cow because she, she's not pregnant, okay, but she's the female cow. She accidentally got out into the pen that had, uh, you know, that had all the ryegrass that was in it. And she just started eating, and she just started eating, and she just started eating. By the time they found her, she had swollen up. I mean, she was huge. And my dad said that they ran out there and they cut her from one end all the way to right before the other so they could get all that grass out because she was about to explode. And then they had to sew her up. Now, is that right? A cow will do it. A sheep will do it. Eat themselves to death. God brings us into good places, but then he will take us to another place that's even a little bit better so that we add things to our Ebenezer so that, you know, because of all the stuff that he has for us. If all we want to do is lie down in the green luscious grass and eat it, we will eventually sit there and die. If nothing else, we will be separated from the rest of the flock and the wolves will come and devour the ones that are separated because there's no security all by yourself. We have to continue to follow our shepherd and do what he needs for us to do because he has the best thing for us. So the shepherd that we have, we see this and we have to understand that he wants us to follow him. But in this next little bit, we find out what and into the depth that he wants us to follow him. Because he begins in this here. Now, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through verses 11 through 18 because then he begins to talk about his father and how him and his father have this relationship and he says that I don't do anything, I'm paraphrasing it for you, I don't do anything that my father doesn't tell me to do. I don't go anywhere that he doesn't take me. I don't say anything that he doesn't want me to say because I have this intimate relationship with him. And as I am with my father and he is with me, I am with you. You get it? The relationship that God has with his father or that, that Jesus has with his father is the exact same relationship that he wants to have with us. He doesn't want us to speak anything, to do anything, to go anywhere that he hasn't directed us to go, say, or do. Because he is our shepherd and because he wants the best thing for us. In this passage of scripture... He gives us the uh, illustration as far as the hired hand. How many of you know who the hired hand is? Come on, speak it out. Who's the hired hand? Huh? I am. Or we are. We are the hired hands. And there's sheep that he has put in our responsibility. But a hired hand, he says, a hired hand does what? A hired hand will flee in the moment in the times of danger. So let's figure this out. Let's think about this. Okay? You're, you're a good shepherd, and you get hired because you're a good shepherd. You're a good shepherd because you don't lose sheep, right? Your sheep continue to flourish. They get healthy. They're healthy. Uh, you know, but yet, let's say that 
you've got your sheep and you're out there in the wilderness and it's late in the evening and you hear the wolf cry. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That doesn't sound all that good. And then there's more wolves that you hear. Like, oh, wait a minute. I've got my sheep right here. The best thing and the first thing that you would do is whenever you heard the wolf that was crying, you began to do things to protect your sheep, right? You're a good shepherd. You begin to do things to protect them. But they get closer. And they get closer. And they're right there at your doorstep. What do you do? Oh, here's a lamb. <laughs> it's like, here you go. Here's a lamb. Because I'm headed this way. Because after all, to be a good shepherd, you have to be alive. You're not going to watch any more sheep if you're just devoured by the, by the wolves. The scripture, that's kind of my story, but the scripture tells us that. It says that we're going to flee. But that's why we have the good shepherd. Because the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd would be the one that would come in and say, oh, I see the wolf. Now I'm going to lay down my life so that you can have life. I'm going to allow them to attack me and kill me so that you can get away, so that you can have life. The scripture tells us that he laid down his life. I want you to look through there, okay? Because in, from you know, starting with verse 11 and going through verse 18, five different times he tells us that he will lay down his life for the flock. Five different times Jesus says that I will give up my life so that you can have life. But then we get this understanding about what it is. See, Jesus says that I freely give up my life. And because I freely give up my life, I can take up my life. No one takes Jesus' life or no one took his life from him. He gave it up. Whenever he died on the cross and it says that he breathed his last breath, he gave up his last breath. It wasn't because of the cross. It wasn't because of the nails in his feet, in his hands. It was because of his love for us that he gave it up. It was not the Roman soldiers that did it. Jesus simply said, I'm done. And he breathed his last. If it wasn't the beating, and it wasn't the nails in his hands, if he was just simply standing there, and it was time for him as the good shepherd to give up his life, he would have dropped over dead because he gave it up. But let's think about this because John gives us other I am statements. Jesus says that I am the bread of life, right? He says I am the I am the true I am the resurrection, the life and the truth. 
I, and he says that I am the light of the world that gives life and light to everything. The good shepherd. See, he gave up his life freely for us so that we could have life. But see, he is life. So it makes sense that the one that is life, that is the truth, that is the resurrection, that he would live again. <laughs> because of the resurrection, because of the resurrection, we have salvation. If it was not for the resurrection, we would not have salvation. Because of the resurrection, we've been redeemed. Because of the resurrection, we have sanctification. Because of the resurrection, we have what Jesus calls an abundant life. Because of the resurrection, we have life eternal. Because of the resurrection, we have a good shepherd that still leads us to this day that tells us and talks to us and directs our every step. Our every step. Because of the resurrection. Whew. But see, the thing is, is that this life and this resurrection that, that Jesus provides for us, He provides it because He's the good shepherd. He provides it because he loves us. He provides it because he's God. Incarnated. That was man. That, was, that became man for us. To be that final sacrifice. But it takes obedience. It takes obedience. We have to follow the good shepherd. If we're not following the good shepherd, we do not have salvation. If we're not following the shepherd, we do not have eternal life. If we're not following the shepherd, we do not have this abundant life that he's talking about. You know, whenever I got into this, this passage and, and I'm looking at this, I'm like, what is the benefits of the good shepherd for us today? The benefits of the good shepherd that we have today is, is that everything that we just talked about, we have it right here and right now. We have salvation right here and right now. We have been justified from our sins right here and right now. We have this abundant life that Jesus talks about right here and right now. But the most important thing is that we have that eternal life that he talks about right here and right now. Eternity began the moment that we, that we ask Jesus Christ 
into our Lord and Savior. And it continues living this life of eternity with Jesus Christ as our good shepherd all along the way that we follow him. As we follow him. See, we can't stay where we were. We have to continue to move and continue to walk in the leadership of the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd will not just simply take you to a good pasture and then leave you there because He also leads you to the still waters. He also leads you through the valley of death. The Good Shepherd takes us to the places that we need to go for us to be the sheep that he needs for us to be. It takes that obedience. It takes us trusting Trusting those words in verse 11 that says that I am the good shepherd. And whenever we look at the word good, that that is every bit of Jesus. That he is good through and through. And where he, as the good shepherd, wants to lead us is the best place for us to be. Although we don't think so. We had much rather stay in the pen. Where there's rocks and thorny bushes keeping the wolves at bay. Whenever we finally get out of that sheep's pen and we get to the green pastures, We want to stay there. After all, it's the nice green pastures. It's comfortable for us. That would be kind of like this morning. We're in the presence of God Almighty. We felt the moving of His Spirit. We don't want to leave, do we? But he says, I have something even better. It might not feel that way, but I have something better for you. I need you to follow me. But oh my goodness. Whenever he says that I have to lead you through the valley of death. Whenever we get there to that edge and we see all the destruction and we see all the All the problems. You know, for some of us, we're walking along and we're following the shepherd. And we get into some struggles and we get into some rocky places and and we freak out. We're like, oh my goodness, I'm walking through the valley of death. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the other side. 
I'm sorry, my voice is going a little weak for me. But that's, we get there and we're, we're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe. A lot of times we turn back. We're like, I don't want to go through that. I see all the rocks. I don't want to go through there. I'm going to get hurt. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. He takes us through to the other side, and yes, we might have a scar, but tomorrow, whenever we look at that scar, we say, God, thank you for being with me through that rough spot, and we're stronger for the next rough spot. He says, I have a plan in all of this, and who you are today is not who you need to be next year, next week. You've got to follow me. You've got to go through the hard spots. You can't just be in the lovely grass. Oh, man. What about the, the, the nice steel waters? How many of you like to go swimming into the nice, calm steel waters? You like going there? Guess where the danger is? In the nice steel waters. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched history, the History Channel. I watched them taking this little cruise down through the Amazon, you know, through this little river out here, you know, through this, yeah, the river out here in the Amazon forest. And, I, you know, I heard this little guy that was the guide of it, and he said, you know, whenever the water stopped moving, I knew I should have got the people back into the boat. But by the time I did, it was too late in a hippopotamus had taken a 16-year-old boy to the bottom, to his death. We might think that the nice still waters is the best place for us to be. Mm. Watch out. Watch out. But we continue to follow the good shepherd. We continue to follow him because we trust him. Our trust in Him gets stronger and stronger each time that He takes us to another place. Each time that we go through a struggle, each green pasture that we come to, each nice still water that we come to, we get stronger and stronger because we trust Him. But the only way that we can actually go with Him from place to place is if we follow what this says. We've got to follow this. Because if we're not following this, we don't know the voice of the Good Shepherd. And this falls right into place. And I'm going to kind of close with this. Uh, you know, Peggy was great, and she took me to an LSU baseball game yesterday for my birthday. Had a great time. In the closing in, I think it was in the eighth inning. Georgia had a couple of runners on the base. And their dugout gets excited. As clear as day, one of the players from the dugout, as the pitcher is in the middle of his windup, hollers, balk! Sounded just like an umpire. Now, if you follow baseball for a pitcher, balking is not good. 
Satan is doing the same thing. He's over on the sideline. And he is calling out for us to follow him. You've got to know the shepherd's voice. If not, you will be led astray. If I can have Susan to come and play. Because I know, I know Satan. And I know that Satan is on the sidelines. And I know that he is calling out to people here today. He is trying his best to distract them and get them away from the Good Shepherd. This morning, the altar is open. If you're struggling today, the Good Shepherd's standing forward. He is standing right here and he is saying, Listen to my voice. Come to me. If you need encouraging this morning, step out. If you were not following the Good Shepherd this morning, if you have sat down in the green pastures and the Good Shepherd has moved on, trying to lead you and direct you to another place, this morning he says, come to me. Come to me. I have better things for you. You might even be that one that's following the Good Shepherd. And right now in front of you, it looks like a cliff that has a hundred foot drop. And you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't know if I can go there. Remember, the good shepherd is in front of you, not behind you. He's not pushing you to the cliff. He's leading you in the best path to get to where he needs you to be. Are you willing to follow him this morning? Regardless of what it looks like ahead of you. Do you really trust that he is the good shepherd, the true good shepherd? I'm going to stop talking so you can come make your way forward. Let's stand. Remember, you have to go through the gate before you can follow the shepherd. So if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this morning is the opportunity that you have. The shepherd is leading, but he only leads the flock that knows his voice. The scripture talks about two flocks. The one flock knows his voice and the others don't. 
He wants you to come and know His voice this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, are there others that needs to come to the altar this morning? Are there others that have stayed where they where it's nice and easy? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for the good shepherd that you have put into our life. God, we thank you for the path that you have taken us on. God, I pray, dear Lord, that we would continue to work on this relationship that we have the intimate relationship that you call us to. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.